Welcome, one and all. Hello. To uh, Maureen and Jen. Uh, this uh, podcast, we are talking all about... Success. Or the lack thereof. Because if it was success, it'd be a very short podcast. Wouldn't it be about... <laughs> well, that's it! <laughs> <laughs> the reason why uh, we've decided to talk about this subject is because just b- just before we started this podcast, we were talking about... <laughs> I, was ta- I was talking to, talking to Maureen... Uh, about how a comedian crossed over the road uh, at the Edinburgh Festival to tell me that they'd heard I'd died. Because <laughs> <laughs> you hadn't noticed. I had a terrible, terrible, terrible sh- a gig at the Edinburgh Festival. It was so bad. It was full of industry. It was absolutely <laughs> rammed. Everybody else on the bill smashed it. I died on my hole so badly that I can still feel that pain. It took, I, I mean, I, I, it takes a while to recover from a death like that. And then all I remember is this comedian crossing the, Jen! Jen! I was like, hello? And he went, oh, heard you died on Saturday. I was like, you've crossed the road to tell me that. <laughs> anyway, so that is what has acted as a catalyst. As a trigger. I had something similar because I, I For did... this conversation. I did a, a weekender, comedy at weekender where I died in front of 300 people. Where, where was it? In Stockport. I go to all the best places. And um, wow. I absolutely died. And even better, I had to go in a coach with 80 people who saw me die the night before all the oh, way to that, London. Oh, was that that black thing? Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, this. died, completely <laughs> died. I mean, I mean, and then I'm on the coach for six hours. And I remember thinking it'd be really funny if I die and then I'm on the coach. For six, it wasn't that funny. Anyway, I did another gig and this woman came up to me and went, oh, I saw you at that gig. I thought you were hilarious. But I had to stop laughing because everybody hated you. I went, yeah, no, I was there. She goes, no, no, but they really hated you. I went, yeah, yeah, I was there. She went, no, no, but they really, really. <laughs> it was like, I know, I was on stage for 20 minutes. She went, no, but I don't think you realise they were cussing and they were this and this. And then this woman came past. She goes, yeah, I was there. They really hated you. <laughs> oh, it's like, I know, you know when you've died. Yeah. It's, it's, um, well, actually, you're saying that. Some people have died. I've, you, there's been other so-called comics who think who've died and then don't realise they've died. Oh, I yeah, mean, they're all yeah. men. Um, <laughs> that's not true, but majority, majority. And they come off and they go, I've just warmed it up for you, and they're like, you haven't. You haven't, mate. You've made it twice as hard for me. <laughs> yeah, but I think, I mean, when I, I, it's an interesting, um, because success is entirely subjective. Yes. And so when I think about my career, um, I often think, what the hell have I been doing? <laughs> For the last 17 years that I am still doing the same thing. But gigs. you know what? I've never met a comic yet who's happy with the level of, of how they're going, no matter how successful their but career is. But is anyone, but that's what I think is interesting about it, is anybody in any walk of life, I mean, obviously our job, you know, we measure it up against particular people. people on television. But I mean, in life, and it's not just in your job, how do you even measure success? And when do we just say to ourselves, do you know what? Well done, you I never do that. You do that where you go, oh, I got this. Oh, well done. You got that. Well done. And then just be yeah, be, be, be happy in that brief moment. I think, I think you're always, retrospectively, you're, you, you realise how happy you were, how successful you were retrospectively. You don't really appreciate it at the time. And so, like, you know, as comics, we always try and get into certain clubs. There's always certain clubs you want to play. And you can spend years trying to get into them. And then once you get into them, you think, oh, this is going to be all, my career's going to be so different now. And then once you do it, you go... It's just another gig, isn't it? There's, but I think there's something inherent about comedians, probably in, in people in general, that no matter how far you get or wherever you get, you always want something more, don't you? It's, it's... Maureen, I think we need to meditate. <laughs> this 
it. This has got to be it. I think in order to become more zen... Was you, have you ever meditated? I did, yeah. I, I did the Buddhist thing up the road. Oh, did you? Yeah, I know. <laughs> was, did it come... Did, it, did you get a coupon, Maureen? <laughs> no, Maureen? No, That's the only reason why Maureen does any courses. free. It was, it was a coupon. It was free. But, um... But I mean, I do. I kind of find it hard because my mind just then wanders off. I don't really meditate. I just kind of yeah. But that's the whole point of meditating know, is to is to calm your mind. I don't think anyone just immediately <laughs> becomes a Zen master. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine sitting in a room full of a load of other people going right. I'm going to meditate and not be thinking about what I'm going to have for lunch, or the fact that I haven't done the ironing or something. <laughs> I don't. I haven't done the ironing. I never do the ironing. <laughs> Who am I kidding? I've done the ironing since eighties. Oh, but I. I don't know. I think that is part of. Oh, it's definitely part of a comics makeup. Is that we're never happy with what we've. No, I think that's the got. human makeup. You do. Yeah, I think that's that's that 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 is exactly what. I think people throughout whatever industry or whatever you know people are always dissatisfied with their lot whatever it is mm. and we always think oh if I get that job it's going to be so different if I sleep with that person or if I have that experience or if I get that pay rise if get that role in Outlander if I get that role in Outlander <laughs> if I meet Sam Hewen <laughs> if I get to kiss Jamie Fraser I will be happy but more I definitely would be happy I no here's the thing I don't think you would ah. because you'd get that one kiss with the character and I'd Jamie want Fra- more. You'd want more. One yeah. wouldn't be enough. Yeah, you might be right. I'm. I'm not I'm, wrong. I'm willing to. <laughs> Maureen is willing to test this theory out. Should anyone wish to try to make that, this dream come true, uh, Maureen would be happy to oblige. I'm that kind of girl. Watch your back, Sam. Watch your back, mate. He's um, a fast runner. He'd be fine. He'd, he'd be safe. I mean, let's face it. I might like somebody. But I'd never run after them, would I? No. <laughs> Couldn't be that arsed. No. Be a terrible stalker. They'd have to no. come to me. I mean, you stopped running in 1982, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> that, was, that was last time Maureen ran. I run for buses. That's about it. Do you? Yeah. You you run for a bus? I do run for a bus, but that's the only exception. Wow. But I couldn't. That's impressive, Maureen. Is, yeah, but it's generally small distances, aren't they? Well, I don't know. It depends how far away the bus is. How, how, where's the bus stop? Where are you in relation to the yeah. bus and the bus stop? Yeah, you point. could be any distance, yes. Maureen. That's my little success in wow. life, running for the bus. What a visual image. So what, what's your, what do you think is your biggest success so far? Apart well, live from at live, the, live at live the Apollo. Apollo. That's it. I mean, She's never mentioned this uh, before. And the, To be <laughs> fair, the two times we've mentioned it, you've mentioned it. I would not. I'd be happily never mention it. All right, I like mentioning it. <laughs> That's the only. It's like in nearly eighteen years of doing this, I've got to I've got to get something out of it. Uh, I don't know. I I I I mean, uh, writing a show. Right. Some. I sometimes think that just writing an hour show is is a, is an achievement, and that's, that's no, it is an achievement. It's a, you know, very difficult achievement. I think I'm going to be doing my first tour at the end of the year, and I think that will be my Ooh, biggest achievement. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I am anticipating nobody coming <laughs> for an entire three months. Yeah, but people don't know that. Not of people tour and nobody goes to their shows. Well, I know, but I'll know. <laughs> when I turn up and there's four people, four lesbians looking at me expectantly. And uh, the people that are promoting my tour uh, keep saying to me, hey, Jen, do you fancy going to Lancaster or Aberdeen? And there's a bit of me that goes, no one's going to be there. But I have this kind of hubris where I think, yeah, stick them in. Why not? Why not? There'll be lesbians. There'll be few lesbians there, surely. There's got to be some lesbians in Lancaster. <laughs> it's oh, a university God. town. It's bound to be. I, yeah. But I, that will be... I, I I will put that down as probably, if, if I manage to do this tour, that'll be... And anyone comes. God. You see, that's the thing. It's all very well putting on a tour. Will anyone come? 
Um, that will be the, my uh, a bit of success. That'd be a good success, I think. Yeah, still... yeah. UK tour. A UK, uh, yep. Before you take the world by storm. I am. In it. It's actually a UK tour. I mean, I'm saying that as if it is. If it is. Yes, yeah, got... I'm doing about 17 dates. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's it's absolutely hubris, isn't it? <laughs> I'm just deluded. <laughs> you can't fit, you can't sell out a UK tour on one appearance on Live at the Apollo. Oh god. Well you never know. You might you might prove this success story. I might be the exception to the rule. <laughs> what is whatever's gonna happen, Maureen, as you know, I shall keep my cards very close to my chest and I shall only speak of my success. <laughs> you will never moan about anything going wrong. I well, who am I to mention <laughs> the things that go wrong? Oh, it's going to be tough to really maintain that, though. Because obviously the best PR is the PR that you Yeah, give, don't put it, it on social media. So I can't put it on social media and go, another three people turned up and clipping <laughs> Aberdeen. Aberdeen Lemon Tree. If there are any people in Aberdeen listening, oh, excuse me, do come. Actually, I've got family in Aberdeen. I'll tell them to come. Oh, God, I don't know, Maureen. Are they as aggressive no, as you? No, they're not as aggressive as me. No, Are they as the aggressive family. as me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I found me very nice in Aberdeen. My cousin, my cousin teaches in Aberdeen. Okay, all right. Well, listen. I, look, far bit from me to say You're no going to, to Dundee because I've got a lot I, of I haven't, in Dundee. I haven't, I haven't got a date in Dundee. To be fair, I, I'm really trying to like put less dates in <laughs> rather than more. <laughs> I don't think I need to be adding dates at this stage. There's uh, the take up of tickets has not been. Um, <laughs> you haven't really promoted it yet. No, I haven't actually. I haven't promoted it. And you still it. haven't won, you haven't won the award, the, the whatever the Perret is called now in Edinburgh. The Edinburgh Award. award. Oh yeah. yeah, I haven't won the award yet. Yet. Yes. Well, that but might that, that, that might be quite a wait, Maureen. <laughs> <laughs> that might be that might be a an, an infinite wait of never. I just put award winning because nobody ever checks. Oh, I do. Things, I but... always say that. Yeah, I've been called no, award winning. I've, I've won. won an the award. thing is, I have won awards. So it's have not. You? It's not untrue. Yeah, um, <laughs> LGBT. <laughs> oh, I've won one of those, and I'm not even gay. <laughs> not more. It's an, listen, it's an award. Elfest Award or something or other. Oh, you did? Yeah. Remember Planet that. London? I've won one of those. Oh, well, Maureen, we're both award-winning comedians. And some other things. I was down for role model of the year on a lesbian website. That's pretty impressive. Who are you role modelling? <laughs> these are all great things. I, listen, Maureen, you know how they have OBE... MBE, yeah, yeah, yeah. CBE, whatever the B is. Well, right at the end, you should have lesbian role model. <laughs> uh, LRM. <laughs> People are going, what's LRM, Maureen? Oh, you don't know what LRM is? is? Well, it's lesbian role model. <laughs> Look at you. No, going, I didn't win. What? I didn't win it. Oh, that's a surprise. <laughs> given that you're not a lesbian. I got told the other day, actually, that I was wasted as a lesbian. Uh, no, I was wasted being a heterosexual. This is by a lesbian admirer. Yes. And I pointed out that, uh, sadly, a lot of men would agree with her. Maureen, that's not true. There's plenty of... there's there's I've had quite a few offers recently. Had, I was going to say, there's been plenty of men that have, have, have offered themselves up to you. Yeah. That, sounds, but... that sounded wrong. <laughs> offered themselves up. <laughs> You've been... Bringing it back to the title of this podcast, you've been very successful. I wouldn't say Maureen. six. Oh, I see what you mean. I see what you've done there. Yeah, yeah. do you see what I did yeah. there? Yeah. Well, no, because I haven't taken up any of the offers. doesn't matter. You don't have to take them up on the offer. You just have to be offered. The offers are Listen, when the offers still are still coming in, I, I get offers every now and a blue moon, and I go, no. It's nice. 
Well, have you got a girlfriend, so that makes sense. Well, yeah, but to be honest, I wouldn't say yes anyway. <laughs> like, I don't even know who you are. Are you mad? <laughs> but no, obviously, the main reason is because I'm very much in love. Um, hard to maintain that constant feeling of in love, though, isn't it? After 12 years, you're sort of constantly swaying between indifference and actual dislike. Um, uh, uh, active dislike, I should say. I, I mean, I do, I think... The, you know, you get to a point in the relationship where you think there was a time when my girlfriend needed to look at me and I think, yeah, you, you know, I really think she's still into me. And uh, honestly, now, sometimes she looks at me and I think, she looks at me like as if she's emptying the cat litter trail. <laughs> do you have to breathe in as well as out? <laughs> Every time you breathe in, do you have to breathe out? I've never been in a relationship that long enough to get to that, that, that oh, level. Oh, it's, it's inevitable. I, I mean, thankfully, that that feeling doesn't isn't permanent. I, I think if it was, we'd have to really reconsider our relationship. But yeah, I, I mean, there are times where I can see she's. If I say oh, I'm going to be away this weekend, she's like, "Thank oh, God, God. <laughs> get out, you miserable old cow! You're ruining my life." So that's a success because you've been together twelve years. That's a very long time. Yes, that is. Is that a success? Yes, I guess it is. That is a success. Yes, well done, us. We've put up with each other for 12 years. Yeah, that's quite... Yeah. It's very long. So you've got two, two, two lovely little adorable kids. adorable little boys who are basically feeding my stand-up career at the moment. <laughs> uh, taken over from my mother. Oh, bless. I don't think anybody could replace your mother. No one can really replace my mother, but uh, she's now not as present in my stand-up, which I think is a good thing. Yeah, you see, I like your mother because I just love the accent. I know, but I think there's only so long you can get away with doing an accent <laughs> before people realise there aren't any jokes. <laughs> I've been managed to do it for, about, can't seem to be doing for right. about 15 years now. And I think my mum, even my mum went, come on, Yenifem, do something else now. And I was like, you're right, mum, you, you don't need to be in every bit of stand-up idea. I think she's she's quite happy to be... Uh, well, she's still there. She's still in it. Yeah, that's true. That's, but then that's her fault for living with me. <laughs> I mean, if she will move in with me, she's going to be in my stand-up. Yeah, she's asking for it. Yeah, she's asking. She deserves it. I think my, one of my greatest successes is, like, friendship. Like, I've got very... Uh, friends that have gone back, like, 35 years. That those are successful. I li I my my friends from school. I I n don't have any anymore. Well, I'm only still friends with one guy from school who actually I saw recently. But I'm university friends. I've got some. And also, oh yeah, I've got university friends. Yeah. Like when I was in, lived in the eighties in Vienna, I was in Vienna for six months, and I lived across from three guys, and we're still really close friends, even though we only. For, you know, we only lived really with each other for, for six months. Oh, in the 1980s. yeah, I know. Just, they love you, and it's, I love being. You know, these three men are like Maureen's cheerleaders. They're like a fan club. They sort of follow her around. They they find you hilarious, which is why they we got on so literally well. hang on her every word, or I, I should say, every screech of laughter. <laughs> because all you can, I don't understand a word that's being yeah, said. Yeah, at the party, all you could hear was us laughing. Yeah, I was like, I want whatever they're on. <laughs> I found out they're really great peach guys. Schnapps, and then I was out. Yeah, no, no, no. I think friendships that is that you know, if you've got good friendships, that is a success. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's over 30 odd years, and at a time when it was really hard to keep friendships because you didn't have Facebook or anything, you had to write letters. Oh, no, but I think actually they help to maintain friendships. You really make an effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember writing letters to people. You... I know. Do you remember those days? Oh, my god, I remember when I was traveling. 
I would say to people, I'm going to be in Bangkok in April. Will you send me a letter by post restant? Oh, my God. And I'd go to post restant and go and collect it. That was the main letters. post office. Do you know, I had all these love, love letters, letters from, I won't mention the name, from an Austrian friend. And um, my dad oh, ripped I them know. up. I know who that is. My dad ripped them up. Why? What do you say? Just rubbish, rubbish. And he just ripped them up and put them in the bin. Did he read them? They're all in German, so I very much doubt it. Oh. <laughs> I was really Boring. gutted. Dad, you can't rip up uh, your daughter's love letters. That's my dad for you. But uh, yeah, I suppose that's one of my big successes. All my fr- and my fr- Mickey and Claire from, from uni and Ira and Michelle. Ira's like Mr. Snuffleupagus, though, isn't he? I've never met him. Oh, yeah, have you never met him? I've Ira? never met Ira, and I'm beginning to think he doesn't exist. I had lunch with him today, he does exist. Is he your imaginary friend? Well, if he is, he's a very old one. I've imagined him since 19... 19- God, I've imagined him since 1982. 1982? You weren't born then, were Oh, yeah, of course, because I'm 38. Because you're 38, um, yes. But if I, were, if I were slightly older than I claim to be, uh, yeah, I've known him since 1982. Wow. Wow, that is... And he's one of those friends that knows me better than I know myself. Like he'll crack a joke about me, and I'll laugh, and then I think, oh yeah, that's that's actually true. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember Jen did an impression of me in Berlin, and it was actually quite accurate. Unfortunately, was just, it? Yeah, you were doing me and how I look when I'm bored and stuff. And it... <laughs> <laughs> well, I just have to sometimes be talking and take a cursory glance at Maureen to see the bored expression on her face. <laughs> I am really shit at home. I am feelings. really boring sometimes, though. I do go into far too much detail. <laughs> I can sometimes go, <laughs> just goes, and stop talking. <laughs> and I think, oh, you know, you're right to say that. You're right to say that. Whereas I just stop listening, don't I? Maureen, what other, what would you say is your greatest success in your career? Oh, my greatest success in my career? I think, oh, I tell you, doing, doing the support for the Naked Magicians, that was in September. Oh, no, that was the most fun. That's that was your definitely the success. most fun. That was definitely fun. I think put on the big charity nights in the West End for the Helen Bamba Foundation. Yes. With Joe Brand. Do you remember when Jimmy we went Flynn? to that do and we saw Emma Thompson in the Yes. Day? We just sort of circled Emma Thompson for about... <laughs> <laughs> for about ten minutes. Yeah, very And then we left. We left. We went, should we go over and say hello? Oh, no, we didn't. someone else is talking to her. Quick, go now. No, someone else is talking to her. Just I did so... talk to her once. She's very nice woman. I know, but I, well, I've talked to her. But uh, years later... <laughs> But at the time, I hadn't <laughs> spoken to Emma Thompson. And, uh, yeah, we just looked like... That was a big success, because that was out two of... Two lunatics. I hadn't been going for very long, and I'd, I did those big charity nights, and we, we earned a lot of money, and it was on with big big acts, and they were really good. Um, I don't know what other successes I've had in my career. Well, you've set up a comedy brand, Maureen. I've set my up a comedy, comedy. My comedy. Please feel free to come along if you're in London and Birmingham. Um, retro bar in London, retro bar in London. huge amount of fun. Kitchen Garden Cafe in, in Birmingham. Birmingham, and we're also at Coventry Pride and stuff, and Giggle Pride, and, and Giggle at the Fox. Oh yes, which is good, um, isn't it? Though <laughs> <laughs> I always Jen, do so well Jen, Jen, at that gig. Jen kind of lost her temper at the at that gig, but uh, but oh, moving on twice, twice. <laughs> it's good to be consistent. <laughs> twice, <laughs> twice. I completely lost my rag. <laughs> Well, she hides it so well, so nobody noticed. Oh, God. Very few people picked up on it. No, it would have, would have gone right over there. And also, I'm, I suppose, the only comic that gigs, uh, fem- white female comic that gigs regularly on the black mainstream circuit. and the black circuit. And you've gigged in German and you've gigged in French, French which yeah. I think are huge achievements. They are huge achievements. It was really funny because the French I was really worried about, but actually it went all right. And the German one, which you thought was going to be all right, you was yeah, less uh, fun? Yeah, it was less fun. I've had, I've had it 
be fun. But then I was getting paid. It's different when you're, when I was trying out new stuff in Berlin, it's fine. But when you're getting paid, there's a lot more. I think the problem is, you know, when you all comics are deluded. So when you first start, you don't I realize, beg your pardon. All right, Miss UK tour. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's how deluded I am. Oh, but girl. you know, like when you first start, you don't realize how bad you are. You think you're a lot better than you are, don't you? When you first start, and you need to be that deluded, or you never carry on. But when you do it in another language, you actually know exactly how bad you are. Right. So that's the difference. Yeah. Because you know that you're funnier than in English. Yeah, because the rhythms all weird. The rhythms it? all different. The yeah. language is all different. Um, but yeah, it's I don't, you know I'd love to be able to gig more in German, but it's just the. The practicality of going over there and, you know. Yeah. I mean, success for me would be if I could... I, oh, I got... I started being paid as a writer, which is good. Yes, Maureen. Which really pleased about. Because ideally, I'd love to write more and then I could spend more time less in Vienna. Less time. Yeah, more time in Vienna and less time on the road. Yeah, which would be great. Maureen, we should, we should project Vienna. our three-year... Plan. Plan. Come on. What was that radio show we wanted? Oh, yes. We want, we want a radio show. Um, and was, let's think big. Radio 2. You said it. It's Radio on the podcast two. now. <laughs> Following the UK, successful UK tour of Jen. <laughs> they'll be snapping us up. Oh um, radio show, that'd be great, wouldn't it, if you had our own radio show? Yeah. In the afternoon, obviously. Oh, have to be. I can't be going out in the evening. <laughs> I'm too tired. Or early morning. Or early morning. <laughs> Drive time. Yeah, like Saturday afternoon. Yeah, there's not big demand There's not a big slot. demand for that slot. <laughs> Saturday afternoon. Can't be, I don't believe it. Um, that'd be great. I'd love to be able to spend more time in Vienna. Oh, Vienna. Vienna. Well, we what about you? It. What's your other three-year plan? Oh, world domination, Maureen. Get this sitcom world up and tour. running. Oh, yeah, because I've written a radio sitcom. Oh, yeah, you've got a sitcom. I've written a radio U- sitcom. UK tour, get a sitcom, get this sitcom made. Uh, get my book published and uh, uh, go yeah and then go on an even bigger tour am I that I'm not saying hate being on a bigger tour wouldn't you no because I'm going to be on a small tour and make no money (laughs) and actually lose money Maureen so I'd like to go on a bigger tour and all I'd like to do is make make profit so I'd like to have a house I'd like to be able to afford a house oh right yeah. yeah. In London. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I want us to be positive about our careers. But, and I really do, Maureen, but buying a house in London, I think, yeah. Maybe after Brexit. What, do you think the house is going to crash? Who knows? <sighs> I mean, nobody knows, including the government, so... Uh, let's not get into politics. Let's not get into politics. <laughs> But yeah, so that would be nice. I'd like to have my own little house. That'd be quite nice. Well, I think anything's possible. A house, maybe. What about a boyfriend? Oh, yeah, I suppose I should want one of those. We I? don't have to want one. You could have one of those boyfriends that you see really rarely, only if you want to. <laughs> a lawyer. There's no real commitment unless you want it. The sex is amazing. Oh, that'd be perfect. Do you know his address? He's, um, and the conversation is great. He's a brilliant cook. Intellectual. He's an intellectual. And he's into 80s soul music. Ha- he's into 80s soul music. God, he speaks fluent German. Yeah, obviously. And he has an enormous house somewhere in London mm. that he's happy to share with you. Wow, that sounds perfect. Is that a big ask? 
I think it might, and no emotional baggage, obviously. And no emotional baggage at all. Uh, <laughs> no hint of a past that could impact on your future relationship. No ex-wife or ex-kid no or kids. No children, or, no. or if he has children, they love you yeah. because they recognise what a great partner that you are for their dad. Yeah. And I can see all this happening. This is all out there in the universe. <laughs> I don't want to get Noel Edmonds here, but you've just got to ask the universe for something and you might get it back, Maureen. Oh, okay, well, I, that sounds good. If it could look like uh, either Rodolfo Sancho or uh, Jamie yeah. Fraser, that'd be great. Okay, Sam so Hewen, now I mean. you're now entering into the world of <laughs> utter fiction. I mean, we might as well be in science fiction. That's how, that's how far. Yeah, I'm that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Well, Maureen, I believe in you and I believe in me. I really feel it's like we sound like, like Americans. I feel though. like this podcast has been one of the most uplifting, <laughs> memorable, and altogether upbeat twenty-five minutes we've spent together I in know. a very long time. When you think about the last podcast we recorded, <laughs> where Which is I just angry. was angrily headbutting, double glazing, <laughs> and uh, getting cross with you about you know what, what having, will not be mentioned. About what will not be mentioned. Let's not mention it. <laughs> This has been, don't you think this has been quite Yeah, positive? you know what we should do? We should listen back in three years' time and see what's happened. <laughs> As we're still on the road, eh? Doing an £80 gig. Doing an £80 in gig in, in St Albans. <laughs> Good times. Well, Maureen, it's been a pleasure. As always, Jen, as always. I'm going off to find that man. If you've got his number, I'll give him a ring. Oh, do. It's 555 <laughs> five, 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 five. Bye. <laughs>